Alright. I'm doing another one. And you're not going to believe this. I didn't plan on it. But, uh... That's the way this works. And that's how I like it. So, again, I'm trying not to get hit by a car as I back out of this parking lot. So if you hear a beep, that's telling me, hey, you're backing up too close to this car. And I don't have a backup camera because I'm trying to DIY a new car stereo. And I got pretty far. Like, it's lightened up. It's got a, you know, it's got power. I can even charge stuff through the USB port. But the only thing that's stopping me is I have to hardwire my camera, my backup camera into this thing. And, you know, I'm not the most experienced car stereo splicing dicer, so I'm a little worried. But eventually, I'm going to get it done. Eventually, I'm going to bite the bullet, and I'm going to get it done. I'm going to do it. I'm going to splice that bad boy. And it's going to be great. I'm going to be bumping again. But, to be perfectly honest, I think I'm on month number five of saying I'm going to do this. So, I've been going to, oh, okay, don't want to run this first. No, who came out of nowhere, promise. Um, I'm on pretty much half a year of talking myself into doing this tomorrow. So, eventually it'll get done. Swear it. Swear it. But until then, I've got no backup camera and I've got no radio. But who needs that anyway when you got these trusty headphones that also have a trusty microphone? Anyway, that ain't what I'm talking about today. I'm talking about pro wrestling. And like you don't really hear it called anymore, wrestling. Last time I was an active professional wrestler, I was actually in the wrestling business. Um, I was in NWL, the National Wrestling League, which was a goofy-ass name. But to be fair, that wasn't the original name that they wanted. But it was fun times. And I've got two torn labrum in my shoulder and shoulders. Uh, I got that as a souvenir to remind me of that time, but it's not that bad, I promise. And I enjoyed it. I mean, it was a it was a different experience, man. It was like it was big league, man. They were they were doing some big stuff, like making all our gear and all that stuff. It was it was cool, man. Like I wish it would have lasted. I wish it would have made it through those bumps that come with new wrestling companies, especially new ones that have a lot of money and production values in them. It just had a hard time. I don't know all the ins and outs, or maybe I do, but I'm not going to put them all out. And I mean, it's nothing huge. It's just normal stuff that comes with running a business and it comes down to money. And it was, Doing a lot of stuff with the money. It was doing good stuff, man. I mean, they were giving folks health insurance, you know, at a time when it was a hot-button topic within, but it wasn't really a hot-button topic outside 
So it was, it was, they were doing their thing, man. Major was cool. Uh, I couldn't put a dude through a table, and he was on my ass for that. But besides that, all my interactions with him were cool. I was Facebook friends with him, but uh, that's like being Facebook friends with most people. You ain't got to get much interaction from the rest. But <laughs> I said NWL was awesome. I enjoyed it. But that's not even really what I'm talking about. It's just in the realm. Pro wrestling, man. Uh, I got a weird relationship with pro wrestling now. I used to understand it. Now I don't, even though I kind of do. It's a very different world. And I ain't that old, man. I'm 37 years old. I got into it when I was 20 as an active person in it. But I've been watching it, you know, since... First thing I truly remember in wrestling was Hulk Hogan against The Undertaker in Hulk Hogan's Gravest Challenge. So that's Survivor Series 1990. And I don't even know if I was watching week-to-week TV at that point. And it's probably, I probably saw it on a shelf at one of the supermarkets because, you know, supermarkets used to rent movies out. And I remember seeing that, that, uh, that tape box of Hogan and Undertaker on the cover. And it's like a funeral procession behind them. And that's like my first memory. So I'm like, so that's like, what, 90? So I'm basically five years old at this point. So since I was five, I've been watching it. And it was easier to understand as a child than it is now because it's kind of all over the place. Like, people don't know the big secret. You know, I guess I let it out. It's predetermined. Some people like to call it fake. Some people will fight you like it's still 1976 if you use the word fake. But... Let's put it this way. When I hit somebody, I wasn't trying to hit them like I would be hitting them if I was actually fighting them. So if you want to call it fake, you can. If you want to call it choreographed, you can. Who really gives a shit? Uh, the main company in the world is basically ran like Saturday Night Live now with tons of behind-the-scenes footage. Um, it's And that's part of the issue. It's performance art. It's always been performance art, but it's been like the magician level of performance art. People could come to the show. One of the best examples I could give was my dad was not a wrestling fan, but I liked it, so he was all right with it. He would go out of his way to let me know that, you know, this stuff, you know, it's not real, right? Like, he let me know that early. And I get why. As a parent now, I understand why he did that then. Because he didn't want me to believe that what they're doing is real. I get out here, you know, in in a real tussle, real situation. And I'm trying to hip toss somebody and trying to figure out why they're not flipping over. Or I try to pull them and I'm not understanding why they're running or why they're not running. And instead they punch me in my face. And then I'm getting my ass beat. 
They're like, damn, why you ain't telling me it was fake when I'm in the hospital bleeding and shit. So I, I get it. Plus, he thought it was ridiculous, and he probably wanted to watch something on TV and, you know, <laughs> but I'm watching Wrestling Challenge. But it, it, it's still that part of him that sometimes was like, huh. And I'll tell you an example. I remember back when WWF tickets were like $12 and you could sit in the front row, right? And they would always sell them in the middle of the show before they came back. So intermission, he would drag me up. He's like, you want to go? You you want to you say you want to go. So if you want to go, we're going to go get the tickets right now, you know. So we go up, get tickets at intermission. I'm crying and shit. Undertaker coming out. I want to see Undertaker. But then, you know, you get moments where before you could get online and buy them, you could stand there at a ticket booth and pick the exact seat in the exact section and buy your tickets for the show that's coming back in like eight months. So we got front row seats. And on this show, the first match was Justin Hawk Bradshaw or JVL against... Savio Vega. And they was beating the shit out of each other in this match. I mean, it was stiff, but the one or two people that are reading, that are watching, or damn, I can't talk, that are listening to this that may not know wrestling, stiff means they really are hitting their ass pretty hard. They like they hitting each other pretty hard. You know, every shot you could hear it. And we're up close. So you can see the impact. And every time, like, guy would throw a chop or a forearm shot to the back, and I hear about that, ooh-hoo-hoo. You know, when he did the ooh-hoo-hoo, that meant he just saw some shit he wasn't expecting, you know? And it was a lot of that, ooh-hoo-hoo. And I loved it because I kept hearing that sound from my dad, and I look at his eyes light up. And I'm a little kid. I'm, like, 11 years old at this point. And I'm watching my dad like how a dad would be watching his son. Like, I took my son to a WWF show, WWE show, and he never had that face. And that's kind of my problem with wrestling. But I'm looking at him the whole time, like, look at his eyes light up, talking about my dad again. And he wondered. I knew. He wasn't going to tell me. But I knew. He kind of wondered, man, maybe this is real. Uh, what is life? I don't understand life right now. And it, it was cool. It was cool. But that wonder is kind of gone. Not kind of. It's completely gone, man. It's like you don't. It's like going to the magic show now. And magician saws his assistant in half. And then as soon as it's over, it's like, hey, see? Hey, you, it's mirrors. It's mirrors, baby. Look, look, look. It's two people here, man. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. And as, you know, let's all come out now and show people. Let's pull it apart and show people. Like, you killed the magic. The magic is gone. You People always know you can't saw somebody in half and they live. Like, that ain't, you know, that's not real. We can't do that. that that's not how this life works. It should be blood and guts shooting everywhere and, and, and you know but so we know like i know but i don't quite know how 
But what's going on now is like I remember I would hear Shawn Michaels would throw a super kick, his finishing move, which is basically he's kicking a some bitch in his face. And it used to be a, a, a popping sound. And there was another wrestler named Tajiri that came years later that would throw these kicks and they just I'm like, dude, there's sound. He's really kicking him. There's sound. Like he's kicking his man and there's sound. So he's kicking his man. And then back when I first saw him, it was an ECW and he was wrestling like, you know, different people. I think he wrestles Steve Carino all the time. And anybody that knows who Steve Carino is has probably seen him with blood streaming down his face. So like he's kicking his man and he's bleeding. So it's like, dude, he's really kicking him. But then now the big joke is everybody slaps their leg. I never saw him slap their leg because it was magic. It was performance art. But he was slapping his leg. And it's that simple. Imagine going to the magic show again, watching the person get cut in half, and then you realize it's something as simple as there's just two boxes and two people in there. And that's the that's the end. In your mind, you're telling yourself, dude, this illusion, it probably took cranes and magic powder and you know, you think it five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten steps to get to this point of amazingness that's in front of your face, and then they tell you it's like one damn thing, and that's it. You just fall flat. And that's where wrestling is. It's in this flat position where these guys are out here basically working like Cirque du Soleil. Like, it's legitimately Cirque du Soleil people in wrestling now. And you're watching them do these things, and it's like, so? And you listen to the audiences, why they do it. And a lot of times it's just kind of like, so? So how do we get back to wrestling being this wonderful performance art. And my answer to that is, I don't quite know. I feel like people can be programmed to forego any preconceived knowledge if it's engaging enough. I feel like Like, I can watch a show that I was deeply captivated by where multiple people got murdered and know that they're all still alive when the show's done, obviously. And then these people can become all new characters on different shows, and I'm right back engaged with these people again as completely different people. So you can reprogram anybody if it's engaging enough. So I think the answer is make this shit enjoyable and engaging again. And it's happened. You got spots like AEW and stuff that that's doing some stuff that's engaging. But it's got to get beyond we're just an athletic show. Like, bro, if I want to watch athletic people kick the shit out of each other and that's all with no story, with no anything, I watch UFC. But, so I need some, I need some story. I need some captivating visuals. 
to give a damn about this magic trick that has been exposed. WWE's got like a gagillion writers. And everything that they tend to do pretty much sucks. There's like a couple of things at a time that may be semi-engaging. But it's to the point now, I don't even watch it. I'm going to the Rumble, the Royal Rumble, here in St. Louis with a friend of mine. And I don't even watch the shows leading up to this thing. I just like the Royal Rumble. That shouldn't be that way. (laughs) You know, it's like... Being excited about a concert coming up and you don't even listen to the artist whose concert you're going to. It should be, man, I'm bumping their music all day long, man. I can't wait to hear the the live version of this. I can't wait to battle the Omicron virus while I'm hanging around listening to my favorite artist. But it's not like that with this, with WWE right now. I watched uh, the five way they did. That was like one of the first matches of theirs I've watched in months, since probably around August. And they again leave me with this feeling of like, they're actively trying to just piss me off. In ways, I don't even think they know why anymore. Because it used to be, well, the bad guy did something that pissed you off. Come watch the bad guy get his comeuppance. Well, in this case, it was a good guy beating another good guy. You know, Lesnar beating Big E. We're supposed to cheer Lesnar, cheer Big E, but Lesnar beats Big E. And it makes you wonder, is three other people in the match beyond those two, why couldn't one of those other three be involved? Especially the two bad guys in there that ain't doing nothing but acting like buffoons. One of those could have, one of them could have got pinned. But no, I'd rather just piss you off. Don't know why. Thanks for buying our product. Go fuck yourself. It's basically what the should be the new motto. When WWE comes on and they got the and the music right and then the logo pops up and then at the end it should say, thanks for buying our product. Go fuck yourself. Right at the beginning. So at least you know what you're getting. You're getting somebody that's glad they got your attention but they hate your guts. And it would at least, at least I know what to expect. I would expect to leave the show completely unsatisfied when maybe you set me up to be satisfied. It's like telling, you know, you could tell like your partner, your sexual partner. I'm going to tear it up, girl, or guy, or they or them. I'm trying to be progressive. I'm about to tear it up. And you tearing it up. And then you get towards the end. Y'all both towards the end. Oh, I'm loving it. It's great. Oh, oh, it's good. And he just slapped the shit out of him. Not the good sexual slap the shit out. Not that I do that. I just, I, you know, I watch videos. And, um, He just bah, slap shit out of it. Just you. Just three, four quick, I fucking hate you slaps. Just hard as hell, right? Right in the back and front of the head. Right near the eye and the ear. 
where it really hurts. And you just leave. Nobody finishes. Nobody's happy. You just leave. It was great until you slap shit out of me. That's WWE. AEW is very, it's, it's good, you know? Sometimes it's a little too fast. They're trying to get it in a little too fast. But it's good. Like, I'm watching it, and I'm like, you know what? I enjoyed every minute of that. Come back, and let's do it again. And then they do the thing where they call you all the time. You know, they're on every week. But then you ain't getting none for months. So, like, by the time you can get some more, it's like, I'm so ready. That's that's AEW. That's engagement. Like, I'm into what they're doing. Now, sometimes, you know, like the exploding super-duper barbed wire match where they shot off, like, three pyrotechnics, they come up a little flat. Or the cage match when Jericho got Mufasa off the top of the cage and it just looked completely ridiculous, you know, because you could tell he fell on this big ass crash pad, which he should be safe. But maybe, again, don't let us see how you saw the son bitch in half. Make us wonder, like, damn, did he really fall through something hard? Is he really hurt? Maybe something went wrong. The the. We will contort our brains as viewers to give an understanding to something that we're engaged in. It's just how we work. We will make stuff make sense. We will do, if you give us a good journey, we'll more than meet you halfway. You know what I mean? We'll meet you towards the finish line and just look past stuff. But you got to stick those, sometimes it's just a little too off the path, sometimes you, you know, they just don't stick those landings, but I like them, I hope they stay around, their owner is doing that scary thing that a lot of owners do, they just kind of can't sit their asses still, they got to get on there and let you know that they're there, and if you're going to do that, you best be Vince McMahon levels of of performer. Because if you're not, people are going to look at you like, what are you doing? So, you know, for the Tony Khans of the world, um, chill out on Twitter, bro. Because you can have all the money in the world if people, you got to understand now when people aren't wanting to mess with you, they will go out of their way to make it hard for you. And I went, I talked about NWL at first, and that was a big thing. When the owner pops up and just shits on the town they run in, uh, it's going to kind of be rough for business, you know? People might not want to drop 30 bucks for a ticket if you tell them your town fucking sucks and that's why nobody does business with you because I'm pissed off about something that don't even have nothing to do with wrestling right now. But that happens. Tony Khan is sitting there like, you know, you sucked, chick. You know, go fuck yourself. 
Like, that might not be the best way to engage fans by telling somebody that they suck. Now, I'm going to be 100% real with you. I'm talking about the big swole stuff. I don't blame Tony Khan. If that's how he felt, that's how he felt. You can play nice about people, but the second a person opens their mouth, that might change. You can't come out and be like, hey, man, uh, I enjoyed being in your company, but I feel like you didn't represent for black folks or people of color, but she meant black folks. And that's a whole nother can of worms that I'll jump into a different time. I'm probably going to split this one in half anyway, if I can figure out how. But maybe not. We probably go in the whole 30. Um, when he when he himself, Tony Khan, is a person of color. But again, she meant black. So this person of color is sitting there like, well, hold on, motherfucker. Like, I'm a person of color. These people are people of color. You want to throw this shot or you want to throw this... Uh, perspective, I'm going to throw out mine. Plus, I probably had a little taste of a little bit of alcohol here on New Year's Eve. So I'm going to tell you, you sucked. That's why I didn't hire you. That's like me saying, man, you know, Major Major Bayesden didn't really put down for people of color in NWL. Now, I say that, right? And he came back and said, dude, you sucked. You couldn't put somebody through a table. It's true. I couldn't put Sugar Dunkington, a.k.a. Pineapple Pete, through a table. I couldn't. If moment came, me put him through a table, I tore my shoulders up, overlifted him, and gently laid him on top of a table, and the table didn't break. I sucked in that moment, 100%. That was a big moment for me. And I sucked in that moment. So if he came back and said, hey, bro, I'm black. The dude you was wrestling and couldn't put through a table was black. You suck, bro. Like, I got to eat that. I got to take that. Like, that's my sucky. I sucked. I got to take that. You You can't say stuff and then expect for somebody else not to say something back, even if you meant it some kind of way. He meant it another kind of way. Because you opened yourself up for that body shot. It's just the way it is. So you can't sit there afterwards and everybody, oh, this is, oh, you got to apologize. He ain't got to apologize for shit. He rich. He ain't got to apologize. That's the way of the world. He ain't got to apologize. But now that opens up to the fan. That opens up to the people that are watching the product that take his money. Now you got to decide whether you want to mess with that or not. And that's a spot that you really shouldn't, as an owner, put anybody in. The people that's giving you money and the people that you're giving money to. You shouldn't put yourself in that position. So that's my standpoint on it. Don't put yourself in that position. Don't start to make yourself, don't start to lose the shine that you've, done such a great job of, you know, buffing out. 
You created this shine. Don't start uh, varnishing what you've done by saying stupid shit on Twitter. Like, don't do that. That's, that's just that's silly to me. I mean, they got more money than me. All these owners, they got more money than me. I'm broke. I got to go to work today. But I do know in my brokenness, a good way to go broke or bust what you got going is to piss people off because they will cut your ass off in a heartbeat now. They will make the ground that you walk on shoot hot lava and hot flames just as fast as your ass was walking on beautiful green grass. So chill the fuck out. I got a minute to go. I'm going to talk about wrestling a whole lot more. But this is kind of my random thoughts on wrestling. It's a very weird spot right now. It's a very unenjoyable spot sometimes and a very enjoyable spot. But that enjoyable is a whole lot farther you know, there's a whole lot farther of a gap now than it was about, shit, damn near a couple of decades ago now. So it, it's got work to do. It's better. It's been. So here's the joys of recording on a phone. <laughs> My daughter called me. So perfect time to wrap up the podcast. You get to get left on a cliffhanger because I don't remember what the hell I said. So. We're going to end it on a cliffhanger. If you hear whining, it's my dog because I ain't rich and famous. I don't have a podcast studio. I'm just walking around and talking. Uh, appreciate y'all for listening. Everybody that listen, all three of y'all, all one of y'all, appreciate you. Just call this an intimate podcast. Appreciate it. I'm on Spotify. Tell your friends about me. Your friends are probably my friends because I advertise this on Facebook. But either way, listen to me. It's a fun time. Appreciate you. Goodbye.